Welcome to Crystal Clear Finances, where we understand finances can be confusing, but you don't have to face it alone and you can have confidence for every financial decision. My name is Crystal Langdon, founder of Crystal Clear Finances, fiduciary and a certified financial planner. And today we are going to do part two of, you've guessed it, taxes. We started talking a couple of weeks ago about the importance of understanding that decisions you make actually will set you up either to pay less taxes in the future or a whole lot more. And I don't know about you, but I can tell you my clients, when I'm meeting with them, they always vote to pay less taxes. And so I wanna make sure that we're providing you the information you need so that you can intentionally make decisions to pay the least amount of taxes possible. So I'm gonna do a quick review because two weeks ago, and feel free, you can go to our YouTube channel for Crystal Clear Finances. You can also go to our website at crystalclearfinances.com and you can find these programs. So if you'd like a full review of what we talked about two weeks ago, go ahead and join there. But I wanna make sure, just let me now briefly talk about what we said. We had talked about the fact that there are three ways that you can invest. There's either taxable, tax postponed, or there's tax advantage. And we talked a little bit about the taxable account and the fact that this is open to individuals where there's no cap on the fact that they can put money into it. We're not limited by 6,000 or 7,000 or whatever the amount the government has set. Most people can put money into an individual account. They can put money in with their spouse and the way that they're taxed is not on what they put in it but they're taxed on whatever it grows to. <laughs> I know one of the things I often say to my clients is, sorry, I know, I made you more money this year. And so yes, they do have to pay taxes if it's in a taxable account. Another aha moment before we go on to the other ones is I want to remind individuals, when you have a joint brokerage account, a brokerage would be like TD Ameritrade, Fidelity, different places where the money is held. When you have brokerage accounts and you could say, well, gee, I'm looking at my account and at the end of the year, my account is down. Why do I still have to pay taxes, Crystal, if what, it, if what you said was I only pay taxes on the growth? Well, remember, when it comes to investing, there's two main ways that you make money. The first is, well, the share price that you have, right? You bought something at $40 a share and in the good markets, it goes to 50, it goes to 60 or some other price that it goes to. Well, if you sell it when it's at those prices, well, you have to pay the difference of what it grew. But here's the deal. Most people recognize that's a way to make money in the market. What they forget about is the second way that you can make money is through the dividends from the company you choose to be invested in. And so you wanna look at that and say, okay, well I have dividends and many times individuals, if they don't need the money, if they're in what we call the accumulation years, so if they're in the accumulation years, they don't want the dividends, they just reinvest it which right now, with the market being down, if individuals have identified that they have companies that are quality companies, that have products and services that they can raise the prices on to keep up with the cost of living and the inflation that's out there, individuals are buying into these companies while their share price is low. But if you have decided that you want your share prices, you want the dividends to reinvest in it, 
and yet at the end of the year, it still shows you have a loss, the government looks at this and says, even though you chose not to have the dividends sent to you and sent to your bank, but you decided to keep them, or reinvest them, I should say, you still have to pay taxes on it. So just be aware of that when it comes to the taxable account. And most people will end up paying that tax out of their lifestyle. They'll have to lower the amount they have for the pizza on Friday night. They'll pay for it that way rather than emptying it from their investment account. The second one, which we started getting talk, talking about last week, or two weeks ago, I should say, was being on tax postponed accounts. And again, many times people think that when they're putting money in an IRA, they're putting money in a qualified plan or a 403B, one that's set up incorrectly, they're thinking, okay, I put it in there and I don't have to pay taxes ever. That's not true. You have to pay taxes on those accounts and you pay taxes not just on what you put, not just the growth, but also on what you put in. Unless your 403B is set up when we can work with pastors to make sure that what they put in they're not paying taxes on and they don't pay taxes on anything going out, that's a whole nother conversation. But remember, that's how tax deferred tax postponed accounts work. Now, how much can you put in something like that? So according to tax year 2022, whether you have a 403B or a 401K, if you're under the age of 50, you can put $20,500 in it. So a lot of time individuals at work are having money taken out of their check, putting it into their 401K, but they've got to realize they're setting themselves up for taxes in the future. I just wanna go over the limits, because remember a moment ago, we talked about how your individual brokerage accounts, there's usually not a limit what you can put into it. Well, when you're doing your 401k, you can, with the employer's money that match, you could put up to 61,000 a year. And that, that my friends, can add up over time. It can add up to a nice big check. And in fact, if I was to go ahead and look on my computer here, and I was gonna go ahead and look at the tax history in it, and I said, oh, well, here's my 401k, and you can see this on the computer, and let's pretend you've been faithful, you've been putting money in it, now it's at 400,000. Well, now, based on where taxes are right now, you get to keep 252 of it. And the IRS, based on that tax rate, gets to keep 148,000. These are things that we need to be careful about and understand that's what you're setting yourself up with. Remember, when people sit down with me, they'll say, Crystal, I've, I've got 400. Or they'll say, Crystal, I've got a million. So here I am showing you a million on this. And they think that I'm gonna plan my million that I have, and that's what's gonna help me in retirement. What they really need to do is look to see what is your share of the million, and that's how you plan on it. See, that's why it's so important to understand what investment tool are you using, a taxable, a tax deferred or a tax advantage. Now, another area where people put money is the IRA. So the IRA, here's the thing, is the IRA you're limited to, oh, well, if you're under 50, it's only 6,000. If you're 50 or older, it's $7,000. So those are the vehicles that a lot of times individuals will use. In this one, remember how I talked about in individual accounts or joint accounts, we pay attention to the cost basis. We pay attention to the fact that when someone passes away, it steps up and now whoever inherits gets it at a, a price, the share price is higher. So when they go to sell it, hopefully there's less taxes. Yeah, that doesn't happen in a tax deferred account. Not in your IRA, not in your 401k, the whole kit and caboodle is going to be taxed. 
Is it liquid? Remember we talked about the fact how we want to put money in a taxable account because we want to be able to touch it whenever we want to? Well, when you start looking at tax deferred or tax postponed accounts, there are limits on them. They don't want you to touch the money before 59 and a half. And then if you're a really good saver and you've been investing, you have the resources and you don't need to touch it, oh, they're going to force you at age 72, even if the market's down. And that's the part that bothers me as well is, well, wait a minute, what if we're going through a recession at the time you're 72 and all your money's in that? So sorry, Charlie you have to still touch it. So, and also the dividends within it, even though they're reinvesting the dividends, that's going to be taxed as well too. Now, I wanna just quickly jump over to my computer and I know those of you who are joining me by radio, I'm gonna walk through this with you, but I wanna show some examples in regards to just do a quick summary on the tax deferred, because we did talk about it two weeks ago, but we never got to finish doing a summary. Then I wanna talk about tax advantage. Talk about Roths, talk about Roth conversions, talk about good old Irma and how that can impact and make your Medicare payments higher. We've gotta know what are the choices that we're making so that we don't end up paying more taxes than we need to. So looking at my computer, I can see that how does qualified plans work? Well, the way that you see your plan for most individuals is before the money even gets into your paycheck, you have it diverted over and it goes into your 401k, just like clockwork. You tell your employer, I want 2%, 4%. Many of our clients will say, I'm only going to do up to the match. And then at the match, then they stop and use their resources someplace else. So most individuals, most investors will look at a qualified plan as a place to save so they don't have to pay taxes today and they mistakenly believe, and this is a huge one, think about your 401k statement. When you look at it, do you believe that it is all yours? Because that's what most individuals think, but when the IRS sees your plan, they're looking at it and saying, oh, there's a place where I can tax in the future. That's how they look at it. They look at it that inside that account, that statement that you get that what you watch goes up and down for your 401k or your IRA. The government's watching too because they're looking at that as that is part yours and part theirs, even though they didn't put any money in it. So your co-owners on that. Many individuals will think, well, my income will be down. I won't have to pay that much tax, but we're needing more and more money to be able to sustain our lifestyle and deal with inflation, that that may not be the case. Now, when you're working with a 401k, not a 403b, remember, we've got special rules for pastors, and if they'll implement that properly, that can really help them. But on the 401k, really what it is, is postponing the taxes. That doesn't mean you never have to pay them. It just means I'm not paying them today while I'm working, while I'm young, while I'm strong and have a job. I'm gonna pay the taxes when I'm old, when I'm tired, when I'm not working and dependent upon every penny in my account. Doesn't sound very fun that way, huh? But that's the truth of it, is that fact is that you can pay it now while you can actually work more or you can wait till you don't have a job and maybe in a, be in a position where people won't be hiring you if you had to go back and get a job. So qualified plans, all they do is postpone the tax. And you know what? 
that will work out okay if in the future the rates really are lower. But I want you to think about that based upon where we've been in this country, where we're going as this country, unless God intervenes, do you think tax rates will be higher or lower? And I'm actually going to show you this because if rates are higher in the future, then you're going to have less of that 401k in the 403b than you thought. And in fact, when I go and I press on the tax history, for those who are on our YouTube channel, you can see since 1913, the way that it has gone up and down and where it is. And when we look at it on average, if we averaged out the tax, it's at 57%. That's the average over the course of years. And when we look at it, we wonder what is the government doing with the increases of taxes? They're going to need money. Where do they get their money besides the basement where they print all kinds of money, but they also get it from the American people and they raise the taxes to be able to afford. And if you listen to different conversations on the political realm, you can see that they are seeking to make the taxes go up past the 50% into 70%. So you have a million dollars we're talking. If you were to pull that out in a lump sum, you get 300 of it. They get the rest. This is why having time in this program, taking time to slow everything down in life and say, wait a minute, you actually have a choice. You can decide, I wanna put my money in taxable, tax deferred and set yourself up for this or tax advantage and never pay taxes again. These are the conversations. Don't feel like you're powerless. You're not. You have the options to be able to say, I know what's best for me and my family. And so I'm going to go ahead and make sure that I choose the right ones. So here's the things to consider. Let's talk about the company match. Many of my clients, as I've said before, they will do the company match. Now you might be saying, but Crystal, I thought just a moment ago, you were saying, don't do the qualified plan. No, if we do the money that's going into it, 6%, and they have a 6% company match, then we know we're probably going to end up using whatever the company gave them to pay the taxes in the future. But hopefully the goal is, is they would be able to at least keep theirs and the portion of growth that their component, their additions made. The part that the company put in and the growth that hopefully they experience from that, well, that may very well go to the government. So we wanna be aware of that. We also wanna know that there is little accessibility to taking money out of your 401k. Now I'll pause for a second because I know somebody out there saying, that's not true. I can take a 401k loan and you are right. You can take a loan, but if you lose your job, then you have only a short period of time to pay back everything you loaned. And if you can't, then they are going to say, if you're under the age of 59 and a half, that that was an early distribution. And not only do you have to pay taxes on it, you have to pay a 10% penalty. Knowing all these little caveats between taxable and tax deferred, that can help you be intentional in the way that you're setting up your future. Just think about it. When you paid taxes this year, were you thinking to yourself, man, I hate paying taxes. How do I make sure that I pay less? It's by being intentional and knowing what you're going to choose from. So those are the things when we begin to look at it. And one more point on that is that when you have a qualified plan, 
Once you retire, we roll it over to an IRA. That's not a taxable event. That's just rolling it over. When you take the money out of the IRA, it's fully taxed. And if you don't touch it by age 72, they're going to make you regardless of what's going on in the market. Well, what I'd like to do, I want to take a quick 60 second break. And then when we come back, I want to talk about the last area. I want to talk about taxed advantage accounts. Is it possible that you can pay taxes once in your paycheck and then be able to put your money someplace so that you never have to pay taxes again? Well, of course there is. Otherwise, we wouldn't be having this program. So go ahead, grab your cup of coffee, but stay where you are as far as coming back in 60 seconds so that we can give more crystal clear finances and learn about tax advantage accounts. Crystal Clear Finances invites you to attend the Power of Investing webinar. This free educational event will be hosted online Wednesday, April 20th at 5.30 p.m. In a world of rising inflation, increasing taxes, and global unrest, it's tempting to pull back and just hope everything's going to work out. However, hope is not a proven strategy. Having a biblically-based financial plan that addresses current and future concerns, well, that's a strategy designed to help you navigate uncertainty. Join Crystal Clear Finances for a 45-minute webinar explaining the role of an investor, as well as the responsibility and opportunity that company ownership can provide. Having a clear understanding of what you own can help bring confidence for every financial decision and situation. Call Crystal Clear Finances at 518-433-7181 for your link and join us online Wednesday, April 20th at 5.30 p.m. for the Power of Investing webinar. Call 518-433-7181 today. we're back with more Crystal Clear Finances. My name is Crystal Langdon. Such a pleasure to be here with you. Today, we're talking about part two when it comes to taxes and helping you realize that you have the power to take action. If you will just kind of buckle down, if you'll make that free initial consultation and sit down with me and say, Crystal, how do I become intentional so that I pay the least amount of taxes possible? I will do my best to come alongside you and show you the steps you need to take. And now for this last half of the program, we get to focus on my favorite area, my favorite type of accounts, which are tax advantage accounts. So tax advantage accounts means, listen, I already got my paycheck. I paid my taxes on what I made. And now everything that's in that checking account, I can do with with what I want. Same as you can do. But instead of taking the money and putting it in a taxable account, even though it is fully liquid to me, and even though I would only be taxed on the growth, and instead of having my employer take money out and put it in a tax postponed account like a 401k where I'd be taxed on everything, I can use this money to put in a tax advantage account, tax free account, so I don't have to worry about paying taxes. Now, how does that work? What does that one look like? Well, I'm sure many individuals have heard of a Roth. A Roth is one of the ways that you can, once that money's gotten to your checking account, because you've already paid your taxes on your paycheck, you can take that money and put it into a Roth. And no matter how big that Roth gets, you never have to pay any taxes on it from that account. You don't have to, when you call my office and say, Crystal, 
I need $2,000. I don't have to say, ooh, well, how much do you also need me to take out for taxes? Do you need me to take out 30%? Now I just say, sure. What day would you like it? Would you like it in one lump sum? Do you want me to set it up that it happens every month? There's a lot more flexibility in the tax arena because you never have to worry about taxes on it. Now, I want to make two points here. There are Roths that are outside your workplace, right? There's something that you would set up with myself. And in that, you can, if you're under the age of 50, you can only put $6,000 in it a year. If you're 50 or older, then you can put 7,000 in it. And that's how it works with Roths outside of your place of employment. But there are many companies that are finally saying, huh, my uh, investors, not really investors, my employees, I should say, they want to have a Roth. How can I help them have a Roth 401k? So they set up this component and you can put money into the Roth 401k like we talked about before, $20,500 if you're under the age of 50. And then we also talked about the fact that if you're over the age of 50, you can add additional 6,500. Total amount that can go into the account would be 61,000, but let me pause. That full 61,000, just because you chose to do the Roth 401k, does not mean your employer is putting their portion in your Roth. And that's very important to understand. Remember, the employer, the money they contribute on your behalf, you haven't been taxed on. So it can't go into a Roth because the only money allowed to go into the Roth is money that's already been paid, taxes have already been paid on. So that means you'll end up with a Roth 401k and a traditional 401k. Your employer's match goes into the traditional 401k. So yes, you're gonna pay taxes on it. The good part is, hey, it wasn't any of your money that was in it. It was the employer's money that went in it. So when it comes out, anything coming out is gravy. The rest can go into your Roth 401k, and you can put substantially more into that than you can outside of a retirement plan in, an, in a Roth when you're working with a financial planner or a bank. So that's a great point to note because many people don't realize that and they think the full match that the employer's doing is going into my Roth and everything's going to be fine. We just need to be aware of it on that. Also, one of the things to uh, think about is when you put money in a Roth, you actually can touch your contributions. I'm talking about the Roth outside your 401k. You can touch your contributions. You just can't touch your growth till age 59 and a half. Otherwise, there's a penalty. So there's a little back door there that you can get into your contributions, just not any of your growth. The other thing that's nice when you're thinking about a Roth is that you're not forced at age 72 to touch this. Now, let's think about that for a moment. Why aren't they going to force you to touch your Roth? They are for the IRA. Well, that's because your IRA, they're waiting to get taxes on the entire thing. With your Roth, they're not waiting for the taxes on it. They've already got, the taxes have already been paid, so they know they're not getting anything, so they're not going to push you to empty it. They would rather you leave that one alone and focus on any of the other accounts that you have to be required to take money out. So that's a taxable account. Now, I mentioned that there's a Roth, but there's also another one that's interesting out there. It's called an HSA. Have you heard of it? 
So an HSA, and of course you have to qualify that you have a high deductible insurance, and it works a little bit different. Whereas a Roth, when it's time to take the money out, you can take it out for a boat, you can take it out for a chocolate bar, you can take it out to go wherever on a vacation. There's no requirements on it. But an HSA says, wait a minute, when you take money out, it's gotta be because you used it for a medical expense. You have to have receipts showing me that, hey, here's some medical expenses and then we'll send, bring, give you the money for it. Now you might say, well, Crystal, why would I care? Well, let's think this through. What if, hypothetically, you were to set up an HSA, you put money in it, and then you take that money and you invest it, which many companies, you're allowed to do that. You keep $1,000 in the HSA traditional, and then you move part of the HSA into an investment vehicle, and then you pick what type of investments that you want in it. So let's pretend you did really good in picking what funds. And now that account's really growing. You're adding to it every year. If you were to add to it in 2022, it's 3,650 that you can add as an individual or it's 7,300 that you can add as a family. So now you're adding money into this HSA. The HSA is growing because you've got it invested and you go to the doctors or you have an operation or whatever and there's a medical expense that you have to write. You have a choice. You can pay for that medical expense, get the receipt and then use apply that receipt to your HSA and they can give you the money. Or you can make a file. And you could put in that file your receipt for that medical expense and the medical medicines and the medical, anything medical that qualifies under the HSA and you could pay it out of pocket, save the receipts and not turn them in that year or the next year or the next year. And let's just say, hypothetically, you held on to those receipts for 15 years till you're done with your working career. And now your HSA, whoo, that's pretty big. You've been adding 7,000 or 7,300 to it every year and it's been invested. So hopefully you got some return. And now you say, hmm, I wanna move out of New York State. I got a lot of clients that are saying I wanna move out of New York State. You're trying to figure out, well, where could I get some tax-free money to put a down payment on a house in any other state but New York? Well, you could, hypothetically, Take the money, that folder that you have with all of your receipts and you could turn them into the HSA and say, I think I'd like to be reimbursed now and get 40,000 or 50,000 or whatever the total of your receipts were. So let's just recap that for a moment. You have a, a HSA that you're allowed to put money in every year the bylaws of your HSA. And again, check with your employer, check, make sure everything's set. I know some HSAs are different, so I wanna make sure I put that caveat out there. But there are those that you can pay for the medical expense and choose to hold the receipt. So that probably would be one thing I would be checking with my employer. How soon do I have to turn in my receipts? Is there any time limit on it? And if not, maybe you make a file. Again, not a recommendation, I wanna stay in with compliance. You put that money in there, and that, I mean the receipts in there, and then you decide in one lump sum, you're gonna pull it out. So you got tax write-off going in, you got it tax-free going out. 
These are things to start thinking about that we need to make sure that we are intentional in the way that we're positioning our investments, the way that we're spending money, because we can lower the amount of taxes that are out there. There's another one, and I know I'm looking at the clock, so we're at the end of our time together, but there are other avenues that we can use of tax advantage vehicles that don't have limits on the amount we can contribute to it. It doesn't have to be for a medical expense, and we can tap into it. We don't have to wait till 59 and a half. These are things, these are avenues, truths that we can use, strategies that in working together can help you reduce the amount of of taxes that you're paying on an annual basis, not only now, but also in the future. If you're interested in learning how you can take control of your taxes and get them under control, position yourself to pay the least amount possible, then I encourage you to give our office a call at 518-433-7181, and we can sit down and have a free consultation together. So join us again next week as we continue to provide financial clarity so that you can have confidence for every financial decision. Thank you and God bless. This program is for educational purposes only. We understand that finances are complex. Facing them alone causes stress, resulting in wrong choices, missing out on opportunities, and having to settle for a lower standard of living. At Crystal Clear Finances, our team approach focuses on providing clarity and confidence so you can make the right financial decisions. Investment advisory and financial planning services are offered through AlphaStar Capital Management, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Crystal Clear Finances and AlphaStar are separate and independent entities. SEC registration does not constitute an endorsement of the firm by the commission, nor does it indicate that the advisor has attained a particular level of skill or ability.